So, Dan, you got back last night? Uh, I got back this morning. I, my airplane landed at JFK at around 8, maybe 7.55, 8 a.m. this morning. How, how long is that flight? The flight we're back was 12 hours. For some reason, the flight down was 10 hours. I don't know why. It, I guess it's maybe, uh, the jet stream. must be something like that. Wait, wait, wait. 12 hours back or 12 yeah. hours there? 12 hours back. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, how was the trip? It was fun? Yeah, it was a good trip. Yeah, it was, it, um, I, I don't know if, if uh, you can relate to this, but um, I have a very large family. And uh, there's, there's a, for me, there's a, difference, <laughs> there's a difference between a family trip and, yeah. and a non-family trip. You know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and this, this was a family trip. So, you know, it's, even despite the fact that it was in an exotic location, um, you know, it, it's still the equivalent of like, driving out to your relatives and hanging out with them for a week, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but it, this, you know. is a, this is an exotic Rio de Janeiro. No, no. Exotic Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Brazil. Yes. The capital of Brazil. I thought Brasilia is the capital. Of you Brazil. might be right. Uh, I don't <laughs> know for sure. All I can tell you is that Sao Paulo is like the biggest city. <clears throat> pardon me. Biggest city down there. And it is a big city, dude. Uh, it's a monster. It is huge. It, it is. I would say, if I had to describe it to you, I would say start start with L.A. You know how L.A. kind of has this sort of like... <clears throat> sprawls out. Yeah, rolling, sprawling, kind of just never-ending sort of spread. Um, but then factor in a little a little bit more of like, I guess we'll call it third world flavor. You know, like a little sure. bit, little, like the lowers are way lower. The lows are way lower and the highs are actually... Well, I guess they're about as high as L.A. Um, yeah. There's some really rich people who, like, drive around in, like, bulletproof cars yeah. and have personal security attachments. And then there's, like, you know, people living in, you know, corrugated tin shanty towns. <laughs> sure. Um, not that I saw any of that, but but that that is within the city limits. I mean, yeah. it, it is just – and then uh, also throw in a little bit of, like, the madness uh, that is the San Francisco – you know, topology as far as ridiculously steep hills and stuff, but yeah. not as not not as like like safely laid out. <laughs> so like some of these of some of these streets are just crazy. Yeah, you don't want to be driving. No, no, you you don't. And man, yeah. the motorcycles there are nuts. Yeah, those people are crazy. Yeah, dude, we saw this garbage truck that was like cruising down a hill, blew through two stop signs and a red light, just like doing this weird weaving. And there were three dudes hanging on the back, like it was a freaking roller coaster ride or something. <laughs> it was it was amazing. I'm getting it was like two in the morning, but still, scary, scary stuff. Yeah, it's like as if it was as if the vehicle didn't have brakes, you know? Yeah, the, we uh, Heather and I got into some of that stuff in Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, Puerto Rico's nuts. And too. we were driving, and yeah, it was it was kind of it was a little scary at times actually. I would I would imagine as much. Um, well, while you were away, everyone here was planning for the WWDC, which happened today. Yeah, you know, and, um, and you watched this, I'm assuming. Well, oh, yeah, we we well we went back and forth a little bit. What happened was, uh, I got in like like I said, super early, uh, and I got a little bit of sleep on the plane. You know, I slept for maybe five or six hours. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you know, sleeping on the plane isn't like comfortable, restful sleep. And um, I, you know, I don't know about you, but when I when I know I'm going to be taking a uh, a longish trip, I do this thing where. I try to eat all of the food in my house so I don't have anything, you know, rotting in the fridge when I get home. Okay. So I knew that I'd be coming home to an empty fridge. And while I was uh, in Brazil, uh, I think on Wednesday or Thursday when I had a minute uh, to myself, I actually I placed a uh, fresh direct order for myself. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, banking on my flight not getting canceled or delayed and uh, had it set for, for noon, you know, the noon to 2 p.m. window. So I knew I had to stay up basically until until that happened. Um, so that happens to have coincided with the WWDC thing, which I didn't. I, for some reason, I thought it was tomorrow. I mean, in the past, Apple stuff used uh, used to Tuesdays. be on Tuesdays and maybe even Wednesdays. But I don't I don't know why I didn't realize it was not that I really care. But um, so I didn't really do any prep. And man, being away from your regular routine for a week. Um, you know, can can create some serious backlog. I mean, as far as like RSS feeds and podcasts sure. and emails. I mean, I had I had internet access, um, partially, but no phone. And it was kind of cool when I when I landed uh, and turned my phone back on. I got this nice little flood of, you know, SMS messages and voicemails and stuff like that. I would imagine you got to turn the data off down there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 I basically just dropped it into airplane mode and turned, kept the Wi-Fi on. 
Um, but I couldn't find any open networks anywhere, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's funny the whole Wi-Fi thing. You, it's harder to find open networks nowadays. Which which honestly is probably a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's safe for that. Yeah, way. but also makes it much less useful. Yeah, it's true. Um, well, you know, I think that we should take a little time since we have uh, a bit of a reputation for talking about such things. Sure. And discuss what happened today. All right, I'll I'll well, confess well, right up front. I mean, I I'm not you're behind super on some of this stuff. Yeah, well, right. then you know what? That might actually be better because then we'll actually get your first take on it. Okay. Uh, so this will be Circuitous Conversations episode forty. Yes, sir. Uh, for June sixth, twenty eleven. Yes. And I am Bill Wadman. And I am Dan Gottesman. And. Uh, yeah, so we're going to nerd out a little bit here. So uh, if you are not into technical subjects, I guess we could talk to you next week. Although you may learn something. Who knows? You might laugh at us. It's true. We're not that technical. No. Not that I mean, we're probably more technical than 90% of the people we know, but the mm. other 10% are scary technical. It's true. Um, so three separate things happened today at WWDC. Okay. They talked about new features in Lion. Mm-hmm. The new which will, operating system for the Mac the, OS, right? Right. New OS X, mm-hmm. uh, which will be available in July, mm-hmm. so just weeks away. As a download only. Yeah, which we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, there were They showed 10 new features of the new iOS 5, mm-hmm. which we'll go through quickly, because mm-hmm. a few of them are just like, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then a few of them are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the whole iCloud initiative. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why don't we start easy? Uh-huh. We'll start with the with the uh, OS X Lion. Uh-huh. Uh And some of the things they showed off, multi-touch, uh, multi-touch gestures, which yeah. there are a bunch already in yeah. uh, Snow Leopard. Do you use them a lot on your on your computer? Never. You don't? Nope. I always use four fingers down to do uh, expose. Really? Yeah, that one's handy. Because if it's like I'm trying to get behind the window I'm already on, I just go, vump, and I you know can get to... Jump to anything. In fact, I kind of miss it on the desktop, huh. but I'm not quite to the point where I'm actually going to buy the trackpad thingy. Oh, the magic trackpad or whatever. It yeah, is? yeah. I just I, don't, I just command H for that shit. Okay. Oh no, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Um, they also put up a um, full screen apps, which is fine. Whatever depends on how they're implemented. Uh, yeah. There's mission control, which is basically expose and spaces all in one. Yeah, again, I mean, my, my you don't issue. Use expose. My issue with that, yeah, exactly. Um, expose, features like expose dashboard, uh, the hot corners. Um, yep. What else? One Some people things. rely on them well, religiously, here's the th- here's and then the other people never touch them. Apple put those in because people, I seem to have a hard time like mastering the the window and application management that was already built in you know yep. it basically my heart lies with uh the application switcher and the finders keyboard commands like the universal keyboard yep. commands uh and as we've obviously i'm sure we've previously gone over i'm a big time keyboard junkie and i you know i've been using those ke- keyboard commands since day 1 and when those features came out i'm like all right well that doesn't solve a problem that i have so i haven't I, you know i don't really didn't really build it into my workflow <laughs> i have i have used spaces spaces is kind of neat uh, if you're if you're really stuck with just one screen and you're doing stuff where you want to use one web browser for one thing and another for another, or you want to have like all of your, you know, if, or if you're in a situation where you don't want people looking over your shoulder all the time, or you know, like stuff like that, it's kind of neat to to keep it. But there's also some weird stuff. Some applications don't respect it properly, so yeah. the palettes get weird and windows get weird, and I, I don't know. It, it's just me. I mean, I, I agree. I, I'm and weird. it's funny because in some ways the people who it's have the problem that it's trying to fix. Yeah. Like you're saying, yeah. are the people who would never understand, like my mother. Yeah, for yeah, example, exactly, exactly. Would never be able to under, to really get used to expose and spaces if she can't understand how Windows work in the first place. Exactly. Um, which is actually another, you know, there's um, one of the other big uh, new features is this thing called Launchpad. Yeah. Which is essentially just a grid of your icons, basically like you dumped uh, iOS applications you know across your whole screen mm-hmm. basically like a, a, um, a dashboard to get to all of your different apps yep the thing is if you have more than 20 apps in your computer yeah. it's just page after page after page of yeah. junk just, just like, like on your phone ios is i know which it was funny because on um 
uh, hypercritical last week. Mm. John Sercusa was saying how great, you know, oh, there's like this really basic modal uh, GUI to get to your apps on iOS and see it works great. And it's like, no, it doesn't work great at all, actually. It's (laughs) terrible for finding your apps a lot of times. So, you know, it's funny. It's like, I wonder if this is just trying to get the people who bought iPads and now we're going to buy a Mac used to. I I don't understand exactly who it's for because it wouldn't help you or I, you know? Yeah, well, I, and, that's, and I think that's that's sort of, that touches on uh, on a bigger picture concept um, that, at the um, I mean, as much as it pains me to say this, Apple is still, and, and, and probably more, more and more uh, as they're evolving, um, more of a consumer computer company than yeah. a professional company. Now, obviously, yeah. we're professionals and we use their tools, and they started out as a, as a pretty professional company, uh, and there's still you know a nice number of professional users out there, but I would break it down to like eighty twenty if I had to guess. I mean, like you know, as far as the desktops are concerned. Well, the I mean, the, the, the people they're adding now are consumers, not pros. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. so it makes a lot of sense that they're trying to make their their products as accessible and familiar and simple uh, as possible to you know embrace these new. These new users, you know. Sure. My hope is, and, and and Apple does have, in my opinion, Apple does have a pretty nice track history of respecting uh, the pro stuff, where they will leave certain functionality and features in. Uh, they just don't advertise it, and they don't make a big deal about it. So, like, yeah. if you're, you know, if you're comfortable with using it a certain way, they don't necessarily kill it or break it. Although they have in the past for some specific little things, but as a rule, they're not they're not cruel and unusual as far as that's concerned. I think it'll be interesting in the next revision of the Pro hardware to see where it goes, considering uh, yeah. how powerful the iMac was, as we talked about, I think, a couple times ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And so they also added this resume feature. Yeah. Which is really neat, but my question is, does that need to be coded into the app itself? You know, do, does the apps need to be changed I don't to think add so. that functionality? I, I don't think so. I think because, because of the fact that um, all of that stuff, technically speaking, I mean, you, you, you know this, um, applications, a popular misconception, like when you're having trouble with an application, uh, is, oh, no, this application is broken. I need to reinstall it. When more often than not, uh, it's not the application at all. It's, it's the support files that sure. the application uses, like the preferences and any other odds and ends that might be in the application support folder. Yeah, but he said that, like, for example, if you restart pages or whatever it is, uh-huh. The text you had selected would still be selected. Right. Well, my yeah. hunch, my hunch is that 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 functionality is being extended into the prefs, basically into okay. the into the files, into the support files that the application is using. I, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not a developer and I don't really know that yeah. stuff. But if I had to, if you had to put me on the spot and make me guess, that's that's that would be the most logical. Uh, thing for me because think about it that those little files are teeny they're little text files just xml files and keeping track of you know where the cursor is or what's selected or not that's that's a couple of lines you know that's not a that's not a a lot of work to do uh and then and then revisioning that you know versioning that that, i mean again these are teeny weeny text files so keeping keeping iterations of these you know bite bite for bite differences is not a huge well you know that's the funny thing is that they um they also yeah introduced uh auto save and versions yeah um all of which seem like they're they're useful things. It's almost trying to make the desktop like the cloud. Because you know? uh, well, if you're if you're on uh, Google Docs, yeah, you well, know, here's, it's always here's, saving. Here's and you the can thing, always- that that technology. The first time I ever encountered that exact concept was was like I want to say 2002, and it was Windows. It was Windows Server 2000, uh, and I was watching a demo. Someone was demoing this really cool SAN product called. Damn it, I can't remember what it was. It was a Dell. Was it a Microsoft no, project? It had an E. Product? It began with an E. Uh, it was a Dell was reselling it. Uh, Equalogic, I want to say. Okay. Uh, Equalogic had these really cool SANs. Uh, a SAN is a storage area network, which essentially is a giant ass hard drive that connects to multiple computers as a local device uh, so that they can all access the stuff uh, as quickly as possible. Um, and in the old days, uh, before high speed networking was as dominant as it is now uh the only way to do this was using high speed 
protocols like uh, fiber channel and you know copper and other you know other stuff like that. Uh, but these guys were the first people to bring uh, a, another technology called iSCSI, which essentially uses it t- takes the old school SCSI protocol, the one that we all used to know and love on the backs of Macintoshes, and they translated it so that it would work over regular old, regular old Cat six. Uh, Ethernet cables. Uh, now, obviously, it wasn't it wasn't actually Ethernet. You know, it wasn't the Ethernet protocol that was being moved over the wire. It was this. Pro- you know, it was this other protocol called iSCSI. But what basically what happened is you could take like a bundle of Cat six cables, like four or eight of them, and plug them into this SAN box. You know, this this device, and then plug yeah. that into a switch, and then and then the computer would plug into the switch, and it would route the traffic accordingly. And what was really cool, I think they called it shadow copying or something like sure. that. Yeah. And it was really cool because, so, you know, the uh, your, the amount of storage that you would get was was based on, I think it was actually Active Directory based. So, like, sure. you, you would basically, you walk up to the computer, you, you, you get a login screen, and, and based on who you logged in as, that would communicate back to the SAN, and it would tell you, oh, you're this person, you get 12 terabytes uh, of this of this volume and two terabytes of this volume on your desktop wherever you go, and yeah. then what was really cool about that since all that stuff was managed in that way, um, you could you could essentially visit like by right clicking on any file or directory you could browse you could open this little dialog that will let you browse all you know all of the previous iterations very much like Time Machine is today. Well, that's that's the funny thing is that when they came out with Time Machine, everyone said, "Oh, Apple's so you know innovative." It's like kinda, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, actually, really. Windows has had this for like six years. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't have as pretty of an interface on on top. Exactly, it wasn't um, out in space. <laughs> I you know I always turn that stuff off, and it's funny because even the versions in the autosave and 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 uh, the uh, uh, resume. Uh huh. Especially autosave inversions, though the the kind of files that I generally work on are big photos, big audio, you know that kind of stuff. Where yeah, we're having multiple it's, iterations of the same file is just it's, ridiculous. It's either stupid or difficult or slow or impossible. Totally, you know, totally. Um, so it's it's interesting that I mean these kinds of things will be much more useful to people who are doing a lot of text work, uh, students, lawyers, these right, or, kinds of or database stuff. Yep. You know, anything. Um, an email uh, works nice for that. They also put this AirDrop thing in. Did you see this? Yeah, that's again not not exactly new cutting edge technology. No. I mean, ad hoc networking has been around since yeah. the you know advent of 802.11. But when you make it as simple and easy and cute as that, uh, yeah. it is kind of hard to resist. It's Although kinda, it'll be interesting to see who uses it because the kind of people who generally want to drop files between it are kind of the people who probably already have Dropbox or whatever else. You never know. Um, you never know. It's you know. Um, Apparently they updated mail, which looks a lot more like the iOS mail, incidentally, interestingly enough. Uh, but overall, I mean, not huge, huge changes, right? Uh-huh. Uh, one interesting thing, which you mentioned before, is that it's av- it'll be available through the Apple App Store, mm-hmm. uh, the Mac App Store, which begs the question, they say that's the only way it's available, but I can't imagine that there isn't a way to burn it to a disk or put it on... A, uh, a USB drive or something because what do you want to do what do you do if you need to reinstall your OS exactly I mean the other thing to think about is um, every new computer uh, comes with restore disks I mean, right that's, that's sort of like I don't know if it's the law or whatever but that's you know that's that's like computers 101 I right. mean you got to be able to restore it to its factory right. state from out from out and of they, the box apparently they uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, no, absolutely. And and some people are worried that this is going to be a problem for Hackintoshes like mine. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think so. I, you know, even if even if it was, let's say they did something that did some sort of check or whatever, mm-hmm. I can't. I have nothing but faith in the people in that community to overcome pretty much anything that Apple puts in the way. Yeah. You know? Of course. Um, the other thing you have to remember is uh, most of the crafty... Hard, like like harder, uh, harder to crack, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, protection uh, that requires the internet to, to phone home. It's all phone home based, right? Yeah. Um, and you, I, I just Apple can't make the operating system of the computer, in, you know, dependent on the internet. You, you just can't do that, you know, because there's yeah. there are pla- you know there are places. Well, you know, it's actually funny. Somebody said. The other, I, I was listening to some podcast today, and they said, you know, there are a lot of people who use Macs, mm-hmm. who are very security conscious people, mm-hmm. you know, for different corporations or whatever, who never put it on the internet. Yeah, I believe it. So, if you start making things require, yeah, 
an internet connection. That's not cool. To even use the computer, it's I like mean, kind of like yeah. Eh. There's also well, there's like, like there's the government, man. I guarantee you, there's there's parts of the government that just strictly forbid you know internet things t- oh, access. Yeah. NSA um, people and stuff. Yeah, they, and then they have one computer that's connected to the network and one that's not. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> And yeah. then look at look at um, look at like uh, ships out at sea and submarines. What if you're you know 200 feet under the surface of the ocean? I mean, he, he, you don't have access to the internet for who knows how long. You you still need to be able to fire up your exactly. your, your apps and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm. Uh, so there's got to be some way to grab this disk image or whatever you end up downloading. Yeah, I, I'm, and, I'm sure, and putting dude. It somewhere. I, I think they're they're just trying to tout the the potency and yeah. success and legitimacy of the app store. I don't know if you know this, but uh, I know I read somewhere that. All of the uh, developer preview seeds, you know, all of the beta, basically Those the have betas. Been going over the yeah, app store exactly. Too, yeah. They've been doing it with the App Store yep. pretty much exclusively since since the get go. And uh, twenty nine dollars, and that twenty nine dollars works on up to five of your computers. Yeah, it, well, it basically it ties into the standard iTunes Music Store licensing yeah. scheme, yeah. which is pretty great. If mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if you have like it's it's kind of annoying because Heather and I have I guess three Macs here. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to buy it twice because she uses, you know, she has her own account on iTunes. Mm. Um, but I wonder if there's a no, way. No, you can probably just in. use it for the. I've, I've done this before, where you can actually um, buy, you know, use your Apple ID for a single purchase on another device. You just basically log out of iTunes as you log in as the other person, make the purchase, okay. and then log back out again. It'd be interesting to see if that works with iOS. Yeah, we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But overall, looks like there's some nice stuff there. I guess we'll see. Yeah, when it actually comes out, there, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff there that you and I don't really care that much about. Yeah, my my only concern. I'm just curious to see if they've done any. Uh, I'm curious what the performance is like. You know, I mean, it, it, yeah. I don't care if you make it shinier or 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 you know whatever or prettier. You know what? I I think I feel like we've gotten to the point because I mean there aren't that many new shiny fancy things in this. It's not like it's a whole new, you know, under stuff under the covers. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Microsoft showed off some of Windows 8 last week. Uh huh at one of their conferences in this gooey blah, 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 blah. But one of the things they said was that Windows 8 will have the same hardware requirements as Windows 7. Nice. So it's almost like we've gotten to this point where computers are so fast that, you know, there's very little you don't, you don't, we don't need more to do the kinds of things we're doing in OSs, you know. That's nice. Um, it's a nice so place it's interesting. to be. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's Lion, as far as we know. Yep. Um, Moving on to iOS 5. Yep. Uh, they showed off 10 features. I have a little list in front of me. Uh-huh. Um, we will start with the ones that... Let's get rid of the ones that don't really matter at all. Okay. Newsstand. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. iBooks for magazines. Uh-huh. No, no thanks. Well, what, I mean, I, I, just to play devil's advocate, that is kind of significant in that... Uh, yeah, the, but, you know the but, frontier of of digital publishing has absolutely. been. Absolutely, uh, you know. But uh, you know what they haven't they haven't announced is any sort of standard of what format are all these magazines in? How do you create these magazines? Uh, you know what? You know? It's cool, but I, honestly, I don't really care because yeah. the the you know as long as there's a delivery mechanism in that that shit will come. You know, yeah. they they will they will right. sort that out. But it's interesting uh, though. I mean, I have a friend who works at a magazine uh-huh. and. Um, and she, they've been doing the print magazine, and then they started doing um, an iOS magazine version. And then they have an app that also does, like, recipes or something. And this poor girl's getting to work to the bone. Oh, I mean, you she know, has to do all these different versions of it. Now they have to do three things instead Ugh, of one. You know, okay. and they didn't hire any more people, and there's right. no more revenue coming. So right. it is, it's an interesting – it'll really see how it all shakes out over the next year, you know, yeah, how, sure. how these magazines are even going to survive. But yeah. anyway, it's in there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a big, great new feature, though. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, there's new Safari. Yeah, whatever. Uh, tab <clears throat> browsing on the iPad. Yep. Uh, faster, this, that, and the other thing. Nothing yep. that really made me stand up and shout. Uh-huh. Did you see anything, or you didn't look at uh, um, I didn't spend too much time looking at okay. that stuff. Um, the, so, and then there's, well, there's reading list, which I think... It basically, you know, you can, yeah, Apes uh, Instapaper. That's basically right. But the problem is, is that if you if you want to use that on your phone, do I need to use Safari on the desktop so that it? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah, that it, it, yeah. Which I, is if great, I did, but if I, did I don't guess, want to use Safari. Yes. You know, oh, that's too bad. Um, Safari, so, Safari's a good browser. Uh, it's fine, but I I'm a Chrome guy. You know, I I, hear you. I like I like it. it's a little smaller and tighter for I, me. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so it would be interesting. I, that I mean, I guess that is sort of a basic problem of a lot of Apple stuff is that it's like if you want it to work, 
you have to do it the Apple way or not at all. You know, like there's usually no like secondary third party tie in. Yeah. I mean, like that's a plug in for Firefox way, that allows you to add stuff to the reading list. That's the way stuff starts. Um, it's, but app, I mean, history, historically speaking, we can look back and we can see that, you know, Apple has opened up certain things for third party, third party people or third party people figure out cute little workarounds and hacks and stuff like that. So sure. we'll see if it, if it is as successful as it can be, then, uh, you know, nature finds a way. Yeah. Uh, faster camera app. Did you see that? I did. That looks kind of neat. And, uh, you can get to the camera straight from the lock screen, even without unlocking. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and you can use the up volume button to take pictures. Yeah. Which is funny because it's something that they removed Camera Plus from I, the <laughs> App Store for doing like six months ago. Well, but at the same time, this is a classic example of how Apple listens to its customers. Yeah. You know, they it's saw also that this a classic was a, example of how Apple puts its developers out of business. It's true. Apple does do that. They definitely uh, it's, can, you know, cannibalize it's, their It's their kind allies. of scary. If, it would be really scary being a developer because you come up with a great idea and then the next revision, Apple's like, oh, we're just going to put that in there and... Screw you. Or or let's look at the other angle, the the bigger one, the crazy one, uh, with the whole App Store approval thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to put, you know, three to six months of my life into developing this app. I sure hope it gets the green light. You know, it's like, I hope I can sell it, you know? Absolutely. So that, Uh, I don't know. So it's a little scary. I mean, think about it. There's new camera app and there's new uh, photo editing stuff. Yeah. So there's auto enhance and and red eye and cropping and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, that's a lot of those basic camera apps yeah per, that's that what stuff. they're doing and those are those are all dead yeah it's fine you know um it, it instapaper possibly dead yep it's true um so it's 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 interesting to see what happens but uh i'm glad to see that the photo app is getting a little better because it was it's it's always been a little too basic for me i agree and i've used a pro camera for a while mm. problem is pro camera doesn't do the hdr yeah and i, I gotta say the apple hdr for like nine out of ten times it's it's perfect it really, i keep it on most of the time yeah me yeah. too me too it's a little um, slow but uh yep. but the results are usually worth it uh reminders have you seen this i did that looks really cool i like the whole like you know remind me when i leave kind of thing the, yeah. you know, the it's also cool based. like remind me when i happen to walk by the dry cleaner yeah yeah like location-based reminders is really cool so I, actually i just downloaded an app yeah there are a few apps that, that already do that right um, yeah. a free one uh let me look it on my phone it is called ding 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 maps plus okay and uh it has a nifty little i didn't even get around to, i downloaded it like the day before i left yeah. Uh, so I didn't really get a chance to play with it, but it'll, uh, it it'll be cool. interesting to see how these because they apparently it does uh, work with iCal, Outlook, and iCloud, which makes me think that it probably will sync with like uh, all the iDev servers. So it'll probably be able to sync up somehow with say Google calendars. Because uh, I I personally don't know anyone who uses the their their dot me account as like their main repository of all knowledge and wisdom. Oh really? I know a bunch of people who do. You do? I do. Are they people you trust? Some. Mm. <laughs> Granted, these are people who've been using it for like, you know, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, you, know, I, uh, you know, I don't, and so a lot of these things are kind of go right over my head, like kind yeah, of useless. Yeah, well, um, these, these folks were early adopters, and right. remember, uh, .Mac and me.com or whatever, that's, that predates Google by like five, six years easily. Yep. That was oh, way sure. before Gmail, so for some people that yeah. was their only thing. Right. Um, so anyway, the reminders are cool. I just, you know, I guess we'll have to see how it works into workflow, overall workflow. Yeah. Um, Twitter built into the OS, very handy. Yeah, they made a big deal about that. Yeah, they did. Uh, do you think it's as big of a deal or do you think it's going to be useful? Uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not a heavy Twitter user. I, yeah. uh, I, I think for Twitter. What, what's that? good for twitter it's great for twitter what i didn't know is i didn't realize that uh i saw some behind the scenes photo or something like that where i think they were showing oh it was when they were covering the uh the royal wedding from a couple months back and they 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 actually they showed like this the server rack at at the twitter data center where they added additional servers you know to handle the load and they're they're still using x serves um, for Twitter, and I didn't, I didn't realize that you know that stuff. I get, I mean, I suppose if yeah. it's all Linux or you know Unix based, it doesn't really matter what you use. But it was sure. kind of, I got a kick out of that. So I'm, I'm guessing that Apple has a pretty good relationship with Twitter. Uh, interestingly enough, I just read uh, a minute ago. I was reading somebody who got their hands on the iOS five beta, uh-huh. and they said that also in there was a Facebook login, which is interesting. So it could be that they're working up to having Facebook integration in there deep. 
uh, Android already has that because you can log in and have Facebook as one of your accounts and it, you know, syncs all your contacts with everything and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting if they didn't, they didn't announce it now because the stuff's not done. Right. But, you know, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not on this list, but, uh, the Maps application on iOS is, I don't know if you ever played with, uh, Maps on Android, but it's way behind. You know, it's like, Almost laughably so in a lot of ways. Really? What's um, what, why? What's missing? Well, uh, lots of things. Well, you can do like you can you can rotate the map so you can you know spin it around the way you want to. You can actually go like three D. You can like pull it down and kind of like zoom in and out three dimensionally. Oh, like, like on a GPS, buildings. sure. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, there's also one thing that drives me nuts that it doesn't have is there's no key to let you know how far an inch is on the screen. Oh, you know, you're looking a, at a map. A it's like, scale. Yeah, I need to know a scale. Uh-huh. I want to know that's a half a mile, or you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so there's like lots of things like that that uh, you can do. Um, you could put down people's uh, Google Latitude. You know, sh- have them show up on the map. That kind of stuff. Huh. Uh-huh. Um, plus the whole navigation thing. So, uh-huh. uh, but apparently they re-upped the contract for Maps, Google Maps use in iOS. Uh-huh. And some people say that the next version of Maps is also going to be a pretty big upgrade. Cool. Although it's not on this list. Right on. Uh, okay, there's Game Center, which means nothing to me. Yeah, I, I think it's... I, I've been using Game Center. We're playing uh, Super Stickman Golf. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it has potential. And, and it, actually, a lot of the things that they're showing about, like, finding friends and friends of friends and pictures and shit like that, I think that that's the, the obvious next step. So I, I yeah. think it's a good idea. I didn't yeah. realize they had that many users. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Oh, it's, it's a neat idea. I just, I just don't play games, so yeah. it, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Um, there's also apparently an upgraded mail and calendar apps. Sure. The mail, most of the changes don't really seem all that big. And it's probably uh, still going to be super slow and annoying like it is now. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't understand why they download the headers but not the bodies half it's the time. It's just because they're dumb. They want to make it like the desktop. That's all. They, they're trying to take the desktop technology and put it on the handheld yeah. and it's just... It's like if you're downloading the mail, download the mail. Yeah. It's annoying. You know. Um, uh, okay. Now, big stuff. Yeah. Wi-Fi sync. Yeah, yeah. Although, I, did I read somewhere that it needs it needs to be plugged into a wall to do it? it needs, uh, yeah, the whole idea is power. that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I think they just, you know, it's kind of like when you need to update something, it's like you're not connected to a power adapter. Yeah. Well, um, I understand that for software updates, but maybe that's what the case is. Maybe you can do the, because I know there's over-the-air software every updates. Every time too. You, uh, you connect your iOS device to a power source, yeah. it automatically syncs and backs up. Uh-huh. So it's using that as the trigger. Uh-huh. Which is interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Again, uh, well, the, the more the more significant uh, side effect or or whatever you want to call it bit to that is is the that is the we talked about this before that is the the sort of final uh, tethering so to speak to the to the desktop now yes. now they're basically making it so that you know a, you buy a brand new iOS device you don't need a computer to make it yes. work. Which that's, that's is huge. how it should be, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's um, pretty huge. And yeah, so uh, syncing over Wi-Fi, though, you know, it's funny. Once you have your music on there, and if you're using one of those podcast apps like we are, yep. I don't really. it's very rare that I actually need to sync. Uh, I still, I don't do over-the-air calendaring, so I still sync my calendars. Okay. And, uh, you know, when I, you can't, there's no way to manage your contact groups on the phone. Okay. Yep, you can only do that I, I always just I just have exchanged grab my contacts from Gmail. So, um, but yeah, so I, I'm not using the exchange thing. I'm still using Apple's basic yeah. old school stuff. Um, so I still use a dress book to to make groups for my phone contacts. Yeah. Uh, so there's that stuff, and then you know, and then pictures. Um, you know, syncing certain pictures to albums and stuff like that using iPhoto. Uh, also updating via Wi-Fi. Yeah, over the air software updates. Yep. Nice. Which again makes sense. A lot of this stuff is catch up to uh, Android and, and Windows Mobile. I agree. Uh, a lot. A lot. They're like things that it's kind of like iOS has been two years behind, and all of a sudden they jump up to the present. You know. Yep. Um, which includes probably our favorite thing on the yes. list: notifications. Notif- oh God! <laughs> it's about fucking time. Yeah. Right. Seriously, yeah. this has been years Dude, of dealing with that crap. It's been my number one gripe for forever. Uh, uh, somebody who, one of the articles I was reading who was playing with the beta, one little annoying feature apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it sticks your new mail and calendar and SMS stuff up on your uh, lock page too, right? I think so. And you can jump straight to a particular message or an email or whatever it is by swiping across the stuff that's on the lock page. 
screen. Great. Right. Sure. Perfect. However, apparently it doesn't show if you say while you were using your phone got two new mails mm-hmm. and then locked your phone. Yeah. Those don't show up. It's only stuff that shows up once you're locked. Huh. Which is a little annoying. Uh, maybe you know what I mean? that might be tweakable. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a beta thing, but it's just like that little thing would drive me nuts personally because it's like if I've mailed you know, I, maybe I didn't notice that I had mail while I had it unlocked and was listening to something. Yeah. Um, so th- that's a uh, one little thing. And then there's also, although overall it looks cool. Yeah. It looks like they did it right. But again, hugely forward. They did it exactly like Android did it, which is kind of how Palm did it too. Yeah. So um, it's about time. Yeah. Apparently that was the right way to do it because you know well. Apple usually comes out and says everyone else has tried it, but we've come up with a better solution. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, uh, iMessage? Have you seen this? Uh, that's their, basically, it's sort of like the mishmash of FaceTime, iChat, and uh, the SMS app, right? Yeah, so you, you can connect phone to phone or iOS device to iOS device, do messaging without using SMS. Yeah. Sort of BlackBerry Messenger for iOS. Yeah, it looks pretty interesting. With, with, without the end-to-end encryption, I'm But sure. it also works on the Macintosh, too, right? It works on the uh, desktop. I don't think, that, they didn't say... Oh, I could have sworn I, I got that impression. But, but I'd be willing to bet that it does. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense, right? You know. Well, what's, here's another interesting thing um, that some people might not have put together. Um, this, you know, for them to be demoing all of their OS stuff, desktop and mobile, at one time, that's kind of cool. They haven't done no, that before. It is. No, you know? it is. Uh, well, th- that kind of brings us back to the one thing that does suck about all this. Mm-hmm. We don't get it till the fall. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it's WWDC. The D stands for developer. It's, I know. This is they, they, you know, th- what happens is Apple keeps a ton of crap secret, super secret, internal only, and then once they open the the internal doors for the developers, the people who are going to write the pro- you know, the products and stuff like that, then it's pretty much willy nilly who you know all anything goes, uh, which is good because we want that. We want these you know all these developers to find the bugs and yep. you know make sure the stuff works. So I'm fine with it, dude. I, I don't. It's, it's the first time though I. I would consider using beta software. Not me, dude. I'm I'm happy to wait. You know, I, I like it when people figure that stuff out, and I want my stuff to just work. I've never been a fan of like running, you know, developer previews as my operating system. Not yeah, on my just, not on my main desktop anyway. Maybe as a, I, as a, I miss the notifications so much to play. Yeah, that I'd almost be willing to to give it a shot. Well, let uh, me know how it goes. <laughs> have you? Do people do that? Yeah, of course. If, if if I get the disk image or whatever the heck it is, yeah. Do I? What do I use? iTunes to put it on, or is uh, there? No, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a way to do it. Um, I've never actually done it myself, but I know people who have. If you really right, want I'll, to, I can, I can. Uh, I'm sure out. I can figure it out. Yeah. I just figured you may have played with it. Have not, uh, have not. So <clears throat> overall, pretty major update. Yeah. Um, and looks like it'll run pretty well on our phones, considering the new phone hasn't even been discussed. Well, I, I, I think it's safe to assume that uh, there in will the be fall. new hardware in the fall. Absolutely. My guess is just an updated four. Let's hope. I'm going with that because I don't want to have to buy another one. I mean, I, I will if I ha- if if it yeah. push comes to shove. But I just assume hold on to this one because it hasn't even yeah. been a year. This one is the prettiest one so far. It's a great phone, man. It's a great phone. Um, so that brings us finally to iCloud. Yeah, uh, that's the one I didn't. I I, I wound up falling asleep by that point because I was just too tired. Uh, you, I, I, yeah, you hit a wall. Yeah. Um, well, as Steve put it, they're demoting the PC. Or the Mac to just another device. Uh-huh. So it's no longer the hub of everything. The cloud is the hub of everything. Um, so it'll keep documents in sync. It'll keep uh, uh, your photo stream. So any pictures you take on your phone, you can have automatically show up in iPhoto or on your iPad mm-hmm. or in uh, on your i uh, what is it called Apple TV? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, like, it syncs up to the last thousand photos that you have across all these things automatically kind of bounce to all of them over the cloud. Neat. Yeah. Neat. It's fine. Yeah. Um, apps stay in sync between your... Uh, so if you have an iPad and you have an iPhone and you buy something on your iPad and it's compatible with iPhone, if you have the settings turned on, it'll automatically add that app to your phone. Yeah, I remember reading. I think I read a live blog, you know, a couple lines about some of these features, and yeah. it sounds like Apple, you know, again, sort of took the cues from the loudest, squeakiest wheels, you know, the, the yep. customers, and they basically focused on 
one of their you know biggest weaknesses, which as we've all discussed in the past, is uh, is sync. Yep. Um, and I think I mean if they put this much time and energy into it, um, they're not dumb. <laughs> no. Uh, I think I think it'll work. I think it's well. It's really funny. Cool. Uh, Steve got up there and he said, you know, so why should any of you listen to us when we're the ones who brought you Mobile Me? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's ten years old. Yeah. Um, and everyone kind of laughed, but you know the fact that I mean he doesn't like to admit that they ever did anything wrong. Right. So it's kind of funny when Steve does, yeah, because it's it's like it's like you know it pains him. Well, but you also he also <laughs> it's a very classic tactical um, uh, maneuver where sure. you show you know the you you show the person this weak thing at when you, because you're guaranteed you know you have an ace in the hole you get you, yeah. know, you guaranteed a have, a, have a winner yeah exactly sure. so. It's, uh, it's so <laughs> app sync, document sync, again, nothing that really does you or me much good. You know, well, uh, you say that document now. sync. You say that now, well, but who knows? Yeah, I know, but I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not putting my nine terabytes of pictures onto my laptop. No, not today um, you're not. Uh, uh, the um, iBooks sync the way that Whisper Sync works on the Kindle, uh, th- that kind of stuff. It also backs up your iOS devices to the cloud. So, uh, app data, contacts, pictures, video, apps, uh, all of that gets backed up to the cloud whenever you're connected to Wi-Fi. Sweet. So again, you don't need to do the backups onto, uh, uh, onto your computer. Now, that, that brings the question up, okay, well, what about encryption? Because yeah. you know, there was that whole <laughs> problem with the map. The location services. Yeah. yeah, tracking. Because of these unencrypted backups. It's like, how, how much do I trust Apple to keep my phone up on a server somewhere, you know? Yeah. Um, somehow it's something I trust Google to do better than Apple. Um, really? I would do it the other way around. Oh, no. Well, cause I trust Google. Because I, Google, I, I, I feel like Google has a better track record as far as data and data storage and data, you know, all that kind of stuff. Really? Because my, my only reason I say that is because Google makes its money... Sure. On advertising, and basically, yeah. you know, you know, there's that old saying where <clears throat> if if you're not paying for something, then you're the you're the product. That exactly, yeah. And and th- that's a huge difference between Apple and Google. Uh, true, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. There's something about it that, like, my contacts and my email being on Google servers makes me much less nervous than if they were all up on Apple servers. I'm I'm not I'm not as nervous or whatever, but I you know I don't share that that uh, uncomfortable. I also feeling. trust that they're not going to go down. Google, but maybe that's yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess whatever. I mean, well, I guess I guess it's just that there's been so many problems with mobile me and whatever else that you know Apple's done. They've yeah. just done such a bad job in this arena. The only re- but you have to remember. I mean, I'm not not that I'm making excuses for Apple. Yeah. Um, but the re- my in my understanding is the reason why the mobile me thing happened the way it did. Was because from the from the get go from from the earliest days, uh, I think Apple a tried to bite off a little bit more than they could chew, and b didn't make the best choices as far as implementation was concerned. I don't think yeah, they had but the stuff that they were doing even with the beginning of Mobile Me. It's not like they were doing revolutionary stuff. No, no but if the same you, stuff everyone else. Was but doing. if you do it wrong, if you don't use the right tools or the right techniques that don't scale properly, that don't yeah. that don't fail fail over properly, it's not going to work. And yep, I th- that's what happened. I think they basically had the wrong tool for the wrong job or the wrong, you know, captain of the yeah. ship or whatever, you know, use your favorite analogy. But, and because it was so deep already, because the project was so old and there were so many, the existing customer base was as big as it was, they couldn't just trash it and start over. Yeah. And so this essentially, in my, in my opinion, from what little I've read and understand, it's seems to be, exactly. This is, this yeah. is basically it the, is. the, the, I, the but big I, I, you know, I feel like if you are Apple and you stand up there and pump your chest and say how much better you are than everyone else, yeah. then the standard is higher. So that when you make something really crappy like Mobile Me, yeah, it's even worse than if Microsoft had made a similar product. You know what I mean? I think so. So it's kind of like okay, well, that's great and everything that you learned from it, but like you've kind of been screwing us and charging us ninety nine dollars a year for the past ten years. Yeah. Um, well, now anyway, this, is, this is free now, right? This is free now. Yep. Yeah, neat. It's free. Um, so contacts, calendar, mail, sync, whatever. Yeah, it better. <laughs> uh-huh. um, iTunes. Have you heard about this? Uh, no. What, what, okay. What's, what's so on iTunes? Anything you buy. Oh, I have heard about this. The synchronization okay. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so any music you buy automatically goes to all your devices. Great. Uh huh. 
whatever. What if I don't have space? Well, yeah, I don't know how that works. Okay. But regardless, uh, the big thing is that there's a paid service, 24 bucks, 24.95, 25 bucks a year. Uh-huh. Subscription. And they made deals with the record companies so that it'll go through your iTunes and anything you've ripped and anything you have in there, it will have cloud versions of all those things at 256. Okay. AAC. Basically uh-huh. give you access to their copy of all of those songs on the server for $25 a year. What do you mean their copy? Oh, I see. Well, so they're going to like basically... They're not copying your music over. They're just pointing to, oh, you have, you know, uh, Blackwater by, you know... Whoever. So even if it doesn't all exist on the iTunes Music Store, uh, if no, only if it exists on iTunes Music Store. And if oh, well, it doesn't exist, it'll up it'll upload your file. Okay, then, then that's cool. Right. So the idea, but but here, but, but a lot of people have said, okay, but if I stole everything in my thirty thousand song library, uh huh, don't don't own the CDs, uh huh. Paying $25 basically legalizes everything I have because now I have DRM-free, legal, 256K AAC copies of everything. Yep. Which is an interesting, you know, and and if somebody has all that music on their thing, do you really want Apple scanning it all and sending a copy up to a server somewhere? (laughs) You know, know. from from a legal point of view? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So there's a lot of sort of question marks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But but it gets back to the question of whether cloud copies of your music really does you or I any good. Um, Would that do you any good? Uh, you know, if let's see what the way I'm, I'm I consume music these days. Yeah. Um, it's not. I don't think it's normal. I don't think it's mainstream. I mean, I'm sure someone else. There are other people who do it like this too. But I know I am not doing it the way most other people do it. Um, what happens to me is like, oh, I need. I mean, like, oh man, I need to hear what this song sounds like real quick. You know, sure. I'm like, we're, we're chatting with some friends. Like, dude, you know that song? And if I could basically fire up an app on my phone, type in a couple of letters instead of having to go to YouTube or Groove Shark or or any of these other places and try to hope for you know a version of the song. Yeah. Um, It'd be kind of cool if I could just, you know, grab it and and listen to it right then and there. Wait, uh, to buy it? Because, easily. I mean, no, oh, so it's something no, well, you already have in it, your thing? Because well, that's the well, whole here's thing. What we're saying. Is if, this isn't like a subscription. No, if I've, if I've paid the 25 bucks a year and that, yep. that counts as quote-unquote buying it, uh, that, that enables me to, to do that and just download that song from wherever I can find it, you know, on Apple's system. Yeah, and basically legal... Oh, do, Wait, explain what you're saying. You you have some song, you find it on Apple's thing, on iTunes, or you find it like on some weird site you no, download no, I, an MP3? I, if, if, there was an, if I was able to you know fire up Apple's iTunes mobile app or whatever oh, as see. a paid member and find this this tune and... You yeah, know, but you I, only have access to the stuff you had on your computer. Oh. Uh, you see what I'm saying? It's not like a subscription to their whole library. Uh, it's a subscription to the songs that are in their library that are also in uh, your uh, library. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, all right. See what well, I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that, that, I suppose that's kind of cool. I mean, it's, let's put it this way. It's, it's a nice step in the right direction, I think. Right. But um, I think if you're a big music person, you'd be doing yeah, Groove Shark I, or Spotify. Yeah, or exactly. I don't, I don't, it doesn't solve a problem I have, really. Um, but it's yet. an interesting legal question, you know, and, and see how it actually all works out. Um, I don't know. Yeah. The, I mean, the question is, does does iCloud put Dropbox out of business? No, of course not. I don't think Would so. Would you use iCloud over Dropbox? Well, they're different things, dude. I mean, doesn't... Yeah, but in, does in iCloud, some ways, a lot of people use Dropbox by by putting an alias or putting their home folder inside the Dropbox no, and sa- having no, it sync between their Macs. Like six, I, six people do that. that that's not the, the way most people do I have listened do. to podcasts where people talk about setting it up. Well, so they, they'll do that for certain applications and for certain specific things, but you don't, you, don't use your, you don't sync your whole folder with Dropbox. That's just silly. I agree that it's silly. I'm saying that that's what some people do. Well, some people, not most people. Uh. Yeah, but but let's say I mean this is what we know about this iCloud stuff, but this stuff isn't launching until the fall either. Right. Maybe they're no, putting a thing in where there's think... a folder in your home folder that basically is a Dropbox just like we'll it is. We'll see. We'll have to see how it feels, how it's integrated into the OS. If it yeah. behaves, cuz here's the thing, man, Dropbox is so fast, so simple. Yep. And and, and you know, it it's been so solid for the 2 years that it's been around. 
you know, it isn't broken. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, sure. The no, only, I agree. Apple would have well, to well, really somehow one up it to make it worth me. Uh, well, here's a question switching. for you. Do you use your home folder for anything? What are you talking about? Your home folder on your Mac. I mean, do you actually put stuff in there? What, all my stuff lives in Everybody's stuff lives in there. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah, but like you put your documents and stuff in there? What? See, I a, don't. I don't leave anything. I don't put anything in there. What are you talking Mine's about? Mine's pretty much empty. Oh, you're saying all of the folders inside your, your desktop yeah, like folder? Yeah, like my your, documents, your documents and my and music your, and all that crap. You, you none none of my music and stuff is in there. Okay. Um, that's, none of my pictures are in there. None of my, you know, I don't use that download folder. Well, I don't well, use that documents folder. That's unusual. Most people do use that stuff because, well, because it's on by default. Yeah. Um, and I just use it there because, you know, it's, it's more convenient. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm guessing you have, you have alternative libraries and locations on external and other hard drives and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I mean, th- that, th- I mean, one of the big problems is that that's on my SSD. My SSD is only 80 gigs. Sure. Well, you know what? I, well, <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff that adds up like even uh, oh, I I know. my Lightroom folder, I think is on there and you know, Oh, I know. I know. Uh, well, we, we might not have talked about gigs or something. We might not have talked about this, but, uh, Within the past couple of weeks, I did a pretty major upgrade to my computer. Um, I remove. I have a, an old first-gen unibody MacBook Pro here, and I, for like three hundred bucks, I was able to get eight gigs of RAM for it, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, an SSD, and one of those nifty uh, mounting brackets to remove the optical drive and put a hard drive in its place and a little external case for the optical drive so I could still use it this as an external. This is $300 total? 330 maybe, 325 shipped. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, it was a pretty sweet deal. Um, and uh, and so here's the, th- here's the thing. My, uh, my home folder, which does have a... You know, the biggest thing in my iTunes library is are my podcasts. I ha- I, there are a couple podcasts I save every episode of. Uh, so that's maybe like seven or eight gigs. Uh, and I do have an iPhoto library that's like six years old at this point. That's probably 15 gigs. Um, you should probably and, just pull it into Aperture. Yeah, I don't know. I don't use Aperture. Or whatever you use, Lightroom. That, that's the thing. See, for, for, I use iPhoto for my phone, for, my, for, like my, for point-and-shoot cameras and for my, my iPhone, for non-raw processing, basically. Uh, but anything raw is in Lightroom, and that's a separate separate thing. I keep that stuff separate. Um, and then the remainder of the stuff is just you know stuff on my do- on my desktop and in my documents folder, which is stuff that I've been using like folders and and you know filing that is years old. You know, so it's like I'm not gonna mess with it. Long story short, my my home folder is a couple you know a couple hundred gigs in size. Um, and you I know that your music in there and everything too. I have some of it. No, actually the majority of my music I is on another computer and I just, you, you know, I tell iTunes not to copy it over and I just, you know, I, I occasionally, it, yeah. yeah, occasionally I'll get the exclamation point problem and I'll just have to resync everything, but that's no big deal. Um, but what I was going to say is because my home folder is so much bigger, uh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't get the, I can't remember if my SSD is 80 or 120. It's, it's one of the smaller sizes, not, not big enough for the OS and the home folder for, for this argument's sake. So what I did uh, was uh, I used uh, what's called a symbolic link or a sim link, which essentially is an alias. Is that a Unix thing or is that a Mac it OS thing? It is a Unix thing. Okay. Uh, and it has been around for a long, long time. And it basically lets you make, uh, you know, a hard card, you know, hard coded alias from one thing to another. And so I had to read up on it and make sure I did it right. But what I was able to do was take the former, in, you know, internal hard drive, the 500 gigabyte hard drive that was in my computer, put it in that little secondary bracket slot thing in the place of the optical drive. Yeah. So now I have the SSD, which has my OS and applications on it, and then um, I lit, I basically just removed the OS folders from the five, you know, 100 gigabyte hard drive and just left my users folder, and then I just made a symbolic link of my users folder on the hard drive to where the users folder belongs on the, on the SSD. SSD. Exactly. It's surprising that there isn't a built-in way to do that. There Just is. to like move your home there folder. There is. There is. There's a crafty way you can do it. If you actually go into your system preferences, you have th- you open up the accounts preference pane and then you uh, hit the little lock key, uh, the little lock icon to authenticate, you can right-click or control-click on a user account and there's an advanced options item there a single a single option menu that will appear which will let you uh 
you know, relocate the home folder. Uh, and that's cool if you're using it on, uh, on a, on the same drive somewhere else. But the fact that I was doing it on a different drive, um, okay. So that only really helps you if you want to move it on the same drive. I think so. Okay. But I, d- I did that too. I should mention I, that that was part of the process. Um, I, I definitely told the OS that, Hey, your home folder is actually on this volume in this folder, not where you expect it to be. Right. Uh, and then I backed it up by, you know, making the alias of that user's folder. I, you know, um, I just don't put anything in there. I don't tell it anything different. And I just, you know, I tell iTunes to look in a different folder called music over yeah. on one of my media here's, drives. Here's the thing though, dude, there's one other kind of crucial thing that you don't have a, a lot of say in and that's the library folder. Yeah, uh, but I, but that's fine. You know, that can sit on my SSD and it's not that big. I bet you it's bigger than you think it is. Well, no, it is bigger than I think it is, but it's not so big that it's a problem. Okay. I mean, um, it, it can get out of control. I mean, it can, but that's the reason why, I, for example, didn't install all the crap with GarageBand and Logic. Uh-huh. You know, I no, keep sure. those pretty small. That's good. Uh, my user library folder is 14 gigs. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. Oh, and my main library folder is 16 gigs. Yeah, also big. Well, that's yeah. probably because you got a shitload of um, Logic stuff in there, like soft sense and samples yeah. and stuff. So, um, actually, I, I don't have a, almost. I have almost none of that stuff installed. So it's I don't know what the hell's in there, <laughs> um, uh, we'll, we'll, but we'll but it, you know so the, but the point is is that um, it's interesting the whole idea of like backing this stuff up to the cloud and that kind of stuff. I mean, back it up. It sounds like a, it's it sounds like it's a lot more handy than it might be for a lot of people with slow upstream connections. You know. Yeah, um, I think Apple's hedging on that though. They're assuming that you know people are going to continue to adopt higher speed connectivity. I mean, sure. dude, a friend of mine just moved to California. He has like. The option to get like a hundred by a hundred, like almost a hundred megabits synchronous Where? Uh, Time Warner, like somewhere in Oakland or the Bay Area. Because I can get, I, I mean, Time Warner, I'm supposed to be able to get fifty down, five up. That's not bad. Um, but it's a hundred bucks a month. Nice. Yeah, I was actually thinking of upgrading from ten down, five twelve up to fifteen down, seven sixty eight up. Really? Is ten bucks it? more. I guess so. I mean, you'll get your your files a little faster. Fifteen percent sure. more. Or fifty percent more for ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, uploading stuff. It's. I mean, look, all these things are interesting. Uh, but honestly, out of all the things they announced today, the notifications, notifications. on the iPhone are the things that. The yeah. only thing that really matters to me. I I I'm with you there. That's top <laughs> top of the list for me too. <laughs> it's so pathetic. It's something so small. Yep. Wow, oh, but it's huge because the thing is, you know, for me anyway. The, the items that you spend the most time with are the ones that matter most. And I don't know about you, but I pretty much have my phone within arm's reach, you know, 90% of the time. Sure. <laughs> you know, I use it a lot. And, and it's so, the repository of all knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, man. Don't panic. <laughs> Make sure you have a towel. Yeah. So I guess we'll be getting our hands on Lion within weeks. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not. I'm not particularly excited about it. Are you one of those people that waits for the point one release before you jump? No, I mean, well, sometimes it depends on what what, what my state is. You know, if I'm in the middle of a big bunch of stuff and I just don't have time, or you know, because I am one of those people who tends to like to do a clean install. Yeah, and you know, and preparing for that can take take some time. So yeah. if I'm in the middle of a bunch of stuff and I just don't have the, just don't have the time to prepare for it, I'll I'll you know. I'll do it when I get to it. I mean, it definitely is one of those things, much like Leopard to Snow Leopard, where it's like there's not that much in here that, you know, the 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 reasons for jumping. Back in the old days, when new OSs came out, and you were like, "Oh my god, I have to have that." Yeah. Um. It's less less. No, there there less were days when I I was a zero day installer, man. I would definitely I would you know get the Gold Master just to you know. Oh yeah. Oh, I would do that. I did that with Windows almost every time. Yeah, like like within uh, hours of it going gold, is yeah, some dude. like some you know server in China that had the zero original, day yeah. man yeah. totally elite. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's fun. There's, it is fun. There's fun it's, in that. I love that stuff. I was a total you know leap freak back in the old days, but I don't I don't care anymore, man. I'm old. See now, I feel <laughs> like I'm gonna have to go back to logic for doing these damn things. Sorry, buddy. I just don't. Yeah, I, I guess don't trust the garage. We're gonna edit band. it so that people don't know what the hell we're talking about. But we just had a little little. Crisis That's here in podcast scary. land. Yeah, well, you know, we figured it out. Yeah, we did. Uh, and that was fun. Hey, was. Uh, you know what? Let me see if I can get Chelsea to come on for next week. 
Okay. I, I still have a few people I want to talk to as well. Okay. Well, then get people on the horn, but let's let's see if we can get a guest, and we'll see if we can get Chelsea Sexton on for next week. Sweet. She'll probably be listening to this, so she'll uh she'll be either shaking her head or nodding her head. Okay. And uh and then see because it would be nice to do a guest every other week, maybe. I think you're right. I I like that sound. I mean, it was it was a little something this week because you were away. Yeah, yeah. And the there's the big news thing up. here. And then uh, somebody wrote in to us on Twitter and suggested. Oh shit! We we're supposed to talk about yeah. Monitors. We're gonna do monitors, but I but but I want to do actually do some research and do some backstory oh. on monitors before we look just jump you. right into and it. Look up IPS and all that. Yeah, we're gonna do IPS nice. and TN panels and why oh, you want yeah. one or the other and calibration. E. Yep. Yeah. And look up tables and, and yeah. yeah. Lots. So it works. So so I think I think if we're gonna do it, we should really do it. Okay, I'll uh, let you do that. I'll, okay. I'll just be the uh, the the color commentary. Get okay. it, color commentary. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you, like I'm a bit of a color nerd. I, I admit it. Yeah, I I'm not going to disagree with that. But uh, than I do. Yeah, I do take that seriously. Although you know, what? I got to calibrate this thing tomorrow. That reminds me. Totally, dude. Um, so calibration. <laughs> I mean, check yourself before you calibrate yourself. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to do that. Uh, but Calibri- if anybody no, else, scratch if, that. Calibrate yourself before you wreck yourself. How there you go. That? That's better. There That's you. safer. Um, so if anybody else has any ideas or suggestions for topics, yeah, uh, at Bill Wadman at Dan yeah. Gottesman on Twitter, yeah, hit us up, uh, and we will do our best to make it happen. So uh, yeah, so maybe we'll do monitors uh, the week after if we can get Chelsea next week. Otherwise, we'll do monitors next week. Yeah. Okay. I like. I like it. Sounds like a plan, and uh, we will talk to you um, on the flip In side. the future. Ba-dum-ba-dum-bum. All right. Bye, Dan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.